In today's live stream, we are going to hang out with my friend Ron Stefanski from OneHourProfessor.com. And we're going to chat about how to make money online with Google AdSense, with uh, display ads, and how to monetize your website with, uh, you know, with, with, with ads. And um, if that's for you, let's get into this. Hey boss, what's up? Adrian Diaz here with Hasta La Vista Boss, the place where ambitious people like you and I, we talk about how to create a side hustle, make it profitable, quit our jobs, become our own bosses. And today we're going to learn with a boss. <laughs> Ron, welcome to Hasta La Vista Boss, buddy. How's it going? Hey Adrian, thanks so much for uh, having me. Appreciate it. It's, it's going really well. I'm doing as best as I can given the, uh, the weird circumstances that we're all dealing with right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I really appreciate uh, you uh, finding the time to to hang out with us a little bit. Um, I know that uh, you know uh, it's it's uh, it's probably um, you're busy with with your own business. I, I know you just came back from holidays, so um, yeah, yeah. we really appreciate it. If you don't mind, Ron, I'm just gonna take a second to welcome everybody here in the chat. Um, no worries. Jay, how's it going? Um, yeah, I was. Uh, I did a mistake there. I said 20 minutes, but it's we are live already. So, <laughs> welcome, Gustavo. How's it going? Kieran, Merchants UK, welcome. Uh, Musa, how's it going, bro? Musa is actually a, a, a colleague of mine at work. So, welcome. Uh, I hope you guys have uh, a lot of questions for Ron. Drop them in the chat. Chris Safari, how's it going, buddy? Drop those questions in the chat. Alternatively, something cool that we do on this channel, uh, if you're new, um, we there's a link in there that you can uh, join me and Rob and Ron here, uh, here on the live stream, and you can ask him your question directly. So please don't be shy. Uh, I like to make these uh, live streams uh, fun and uh, interesting. So, Ron, let me come back to you. Uh, I'm a fan, like I, w I was telling you before we went live, I've, I'm a fan, I watch your videos. Um, and for people who don't know you, I would love uh, to give an introduction about what you do, um, like what's, what's your background, where, where, how did you start into this thing? Okay, yeah, no problem. So, um, so obviously, first again, thank you for having me. I do appreciate <laughs> that. Um, I am, uh, at this point I've become accomplished in the whole online business area, but I am, we were just talking before this, just a regular guy. It just like kind of found his way. So, uh, so you can find me at my main website. My website is one Um, and that's, I just help people create and uh, grow their own online businesses. That's really what I do with that. Um, Adrian's pulling it up on the screen here. So this is my main website. Um, and there's a lot of different things in there that I do unique. I have, uh, I've been actually taking income reports since I started, which is a pretty cool, uh, really way of doing things, I think. So it's kind of cool because you can see what I make now, but you can also see how much I wasn't making uh, when I began. I have a free mini course there, truth about online business, all this different stuff. But that's really where my focus has been in 2020. Uh, a large part of it has been on this website. That being said, 
prior to this, uh, and I mean, I still do some of this stuff. What I really was uh, focused on was building a portfolio of websites. Um, and now I have a portfolio, I believe, and this is how many I have, I actually legitimately lose count of them. Uh, I believe that there's eight different websites now at, uh, at this point. I actually just sold one, which I can't talk about too much yet, but I just sold <laughs> one of them. Um, so I have a portfolio of websites that, that obviously do really well. Um, most of my income comes from Google. Well, not, I shouldn't say Google. It comes from display ads um, and different ways there. And also I do some affiliate marketing, some courses, all the other stuff. Uh, prior to this, what else is it that I had done? So I worked uh, in, uh, I was actually in sales for seven years and I hated it and I was okay at it. I just, it just wasn't what I wanted to do. And I was basically stuck there because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then uh, 2008 hit. And when 2008 hit and the housing crisis in the US yep. uh, had really come to fruition there, uh, I basically had left a job voluntarily. And I was like, oh, I'm just gonna go and do another job. Uh, and that didn't work out. So <laughs> for like eight months there, I was unemployed. Um, and lucky for me, I always had an interest in, in websites, but I really hadn't kind of, you know, like dove into it yet. So in 2008, I was able to dive in, uh, created my first website, which was unemploymentunderground.com. It is now gone. So don't even worry <laughs> about looking at the domain, but it was like there to like help the unemployed people find jobs. And it was a huge failure. Uh, but I, I just, I learned about it and I was interested in it from that. Right. And I was like, this was kind of cool. Tried it, didn't do well, whatever. Put that on the shelf. Seven years, I was in uh, like corporate level marketing stuff, digital marketing. Uh, and I also about halfway through that started to teach courses online as well. I uh, got my MBA and, um, you know, had, had been able to pick that up too. So I was basically doing that. And then, uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of always had that thing with websites in the back of my head. Uh, found Pat Flynn, Smart Passive Income. I thought if this little skinny dude can do it, I can do it. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna crush him. Very naive to think that. Did not crush him at all. He has gone astronomically well. Uh, but I'm doing, I'm doing okay for myself. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of my, my path and to how I have gotten to today. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting because, you know, I got like my MBA and I was in corporate level marketing and all this and that. So a lot of people assume that I had really had a big leg up. Uh, when I joined this. And I mean, I knew, I definitely knew more foundational stuff than I think a lot of people do. Uh, but at the same time, most of the stuff I learned was through podcasts and just reading blogs. I mean, just to be totally honest. So if you're one of those people that's kind of in the beginning, don't think that you have to have all that knowledge. You can still learn a really, really good amount just through podcasts and stuff. That's awesome stuff, uh, Ron. Um... Gustavo says here in the chat, Adrian, my friend, great choice of guest for the day. I'm also a fan of Ron's. Um, and definitely Ron is one of those guys, like I was uh, chatting with Ron before we went live and uh, I was kind of telling him how much I appreciate him, the way he is as a guy, even though he makes shitloads of money online <laughs> compared to some of us. Uh, he's, he's, he's a down-to-earth guy. He can talk about whatever... You know, whatever. Uh, uh, hopefully, it's interesting <laughs> the topic. Yeah. But, uh, but um, yeah. So again, guys, if you have questions, uh, drop them in there. Um, I'm gonna shoot some of mine, some of my questions that I'm curious to know about. Um, so, what was wrong with you just being a professor? You didn't like the job, or what? What? <laughs> yeah. No, what clicked in you? Yeah, what clicked so. in you to start your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah. So, so my dad was an entrepreneur. He's oh. uh, he's had his own business in construction for the longest time. And it was just heavy machinery and doing that. And I always growing up, um, 
you know, the internet wasn't really much of a thing. It's become more of a thing, but it wasn't much of a thing. So I saw him working for himself and I just thought it was cool that he wasn't like sitting at home all the time because he was always out driving and delivering stuff. But I always thought that was cool uh, just to be able to kind of dictate your own thing. And, um, you know, for the most part, I, I was doing, I actually did pretty well, like corporate marketing. You know, I was getting to a point to where uh, I was at the, the, the corporate level of uh, overseeing all the marketing for 10 different schools for like, um, you know, education and enrollments mm -hmm. and this, that and the other. And I was doing pretty well, um, like professionally. And then I had gotten into the professor thing. I did it part-time, uh, you know, it was always like a part-time thing on the side. And I was, I did at one point start in my doctoral degree to become a professor full-time. Uh, and then like you're doing that, you know, and it was like going well, but I remember as I was going through my doctoral program, I was like, okay, by the end of this, by the end of my doctoral program, and I stopped halfway because I was like, this is stupid. But halfway <laughs> through, I was like, what I want to do is I want to be able to work for myself and teach classes on the side. That mm. was like my goal. But the funny thing is that I was already doing that because I was teaching classes part-time and I was working for myself or trying to build all my own business. So I was like, why am I wasting all my time? Not wasting my time, but why am I spending all my time in my doctoral program when all I'm trying to do, I don't want to be a full-time professor. I want to be an entrepreneur. So for me, I think the biggest thing is that I really just wanted the freedom um, to be able to, you know, work on whatever I wanted. I like the ability to, to, if I want to be creative and I want to create a website about, you know, I don't know, a billion ceiling <laughs> fans or something stupid, you know, like yeah, whatever, whatever you and want. The, right. <laughs> yeah. The point is to be able to have the freedom to make all those decisions and do that. So that was one thing, the freedom to be able to work from wherever, um, mm -hmm. like you had just, just mentioned my wife and I, we went to Puerto Rico, uh, we're there for about a week during all this. We had a great time. I answered a few emails, work didn't, didn't go away, but I didn't miss on anything, you know, like it's fine. And then um, just the ability to have the freedom to, you know, really, I, I don't know if it's freedom, but more or less earning power to know that the harder I work, the more money I can actually make. Cause I can tell you, I was never a great employee. Um, I wasn't a <laughs> terrible employee, but I was never a great employee. I would literally do enough to not get fired and then right. maybe get it like a little <laughs> bonus or promotion. Never. I really wasn't one of those that would really push hard because it was always like, I was always working on my side thing on the side anyway. So, um, yeah, I just did it. And then I, like, it, like I was saying, I was working full time. I started this, this whole business stuff on the side. And then eventually one of my websites, uh, after many failures, one of my websites actually kind of hit, it was doing pretty well. It ended up going viral on Facebook, which is mm -hmm. a whole story in and of itself, which was kind of crazy. And then, uh, after that went viral, it was like, wow, this actually has a thing. And then I ended up, you know, cause I had momentum. I left my full-time job and I was like, let's go for it. And, um, yeah, so, and the rest is history, you know, it's been, it, it's not always easy and there's been ups and downs, but, uh, yeah, it's been going pretty well. No, that's a very, that's a very, uh, inspirational, uh, and at the same time, um, uh, it's a confirmation of, of, um, you know, for people like myself and many people here in the audience that, uh, we still have full-time jobs. Like I have a full-time job and sometimes I'm, I work for 14, 16 hours a day which is mm -hmm. stupid amount of hours, you know, uh, but I have my, my dream is it's, it's kind of the same, right? I just want to be able, if I want to go to Puerto Rico or to Brazil or to uh, Costa Rica or Paris, whatever, I, I just have my laptop and that's my job. That's my, you know, like you said, if, if I want to go and have a breakfast or something in the lobby of the hotel, 
I just have my laptop with me for one hour and that's that's it, job done. I keep receiving my money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I will say it's funny. I don't know if you know this, but I actually did live a year in Brazil. Uh, my wife is from Brazil originally. So when you just said that, I was like, I don't know if you knew that or not. But yeah, I, I lived in Brazil and uh, Sao Paulo and uh, for about a year there. And yeah, I mean, the, the thing that I've realized too is that even though I have the ability to work as little as I want, like, oh, I could just work five minutes a day. I work 14 hours a day, but right. it's, it's, it's not it's because you. I have to. Yeah. Like I could very easily sit back right now and just collect and be like, okay, I'm good. And put some people in place and probably just stop and probably just ride it out. But as a creator, as a, someone who really loves entrepreneurship and growing things, it's not what I want to do. So the thing that I've realized is that I like to, you know, I have a team helping me manage everything, but I like to keep growing things and I really get enjoyment out of that. So when I'm sitting on the couch, it's hard for me to watch TV. It's hard for me to watch a movie because I'd rather, it's almost like a video game to me. I'd rather focus on this <laughs> stuff, try to go and get it bigger. I just think it's fun to do. Like it's a legitimate hobby as well as a business. So that's like the thing that's, it, it's unique because I'm working harder than ever, but I want to work harder than ever. That's the weird thing about it. It's, <laughs> it's hard to even say if you were working, coming from a full-time job, but I'll tell you too, Adrian, like I was there where you were. I was, uh, I was working because I was, okay, I was working full-time. I was teaching at three different schools. I was going for a doctoral program all at the same time. That is a 14 to 16 hour grind every day uh, for sure. And it's exhausting. But the thing that I did, and I don't know, maybe you're okay with your full-time job. But for me, the thing that really got like a fire under my butt is I was like, look, the only way that I can get out of this is by growing my business. That is it. There is no other option. And I pushed like hell, quite frankly, to do that and struggled and dealt with failure. But for me, that was like every day I had a bad day at work, I went home and I worked so hard on my yeah, own stuff. Cause I was just good. like, I gotta get out. I gotta get out. So. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm one of those lucky ones. Like I was talking to my colleague here at work, uh, Musa, who is in the chat here. The, the, the good thing is that I love what I do. So I love my yeah. job, but nevertheless, there's nothing compared to that freedom that you have, Rob to just do whatever, not necessarily whatever you want, but you don't have to be in a place to, to make your money. So I can stay here with my wife and kids, so I don't see my baby girl sometimes for a full week because when I go to work, it's 5 o'clock, she's sleeping. When I come back, it's 7 o'clock and she's asleep again. So, uh, you yeah. know, it, it's, it's a sad situation. So um, the freedom, you just want some of the freedom. That's exactly. All that, that's to. what I need. Yeah. That's... I, I hope that's everybody here in the chat is after the same thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 it should be. They should be for sure. Uh, so let me welcome uh, new faces here in the chat. Tim, boa noite, meu amigo. Tudo bem? Uh, we speak some uh, a little bit Portuguese here. <laughs> oh, okay. I did, okay. okay. I, a very little amount myself. So. Uh, we're going we're gonna to test you on that, Ron. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You'll win. <laughs> uh, Simply Selling is here as well. Uh, how's it going? So Tim has a question. Uh, how do you make sure you stay focused working from the beautiful Brazil? Uh, my goal is to work a few months uh, a year from there. Yeah, so Brazil was interesting. Um, I actually really like going to Brazil uh, when I was there. The people are awesome. Food is awesome. Really pretty place. The thing that got me in Brazil that frustrated me was the, uh, the bureaucracy. A lot <laughs> of red tape on everything. Like it took us, I think it literally, if I remember right, it took us three weeks uh, to get our internet in our own apartment, which was for me, obviously a very big problem. So I was, my, my office was McDonald's. Um, but, uh, how did, how did we handle it? So for me, 
for the most part, uh, I was heads down, obviously working a lot, but we would take weekend trips, uh, or we would take a, take a trip, you know, for a week here and there. And really, you know, if you're doing YouTube, I feel like you need to worry about upload speeds and download speeds because you have some bigger files that you're doing. But if you're just working on a website, it's really as simple as um, just basically doing stuff to make it so that you're, you don't need a, a fast internet connection, mm. right? You can work with a pretty slow internet connection. So I was able to, um, to do that. So yeah, traveling around Brazil, I mean, keeping focused, like there's work time and there's non-work time, right? And I just, you get good, you get really good at disconnecting from work certain parts of the day. Usually if I'm on vacation in the middle of this, I'll go on my computer, you know, an hour or whatever in the morning before I even go out, before I do anything, check everything, make sure everything's good. And then I'll just go and, and go <laughs> do the work that I got to do. So. Um, that's awesome there. Um, here's a question I have uh, from my list. Let me quickly bring this one up. So because the title of, of course, of the Hangout is How to Make Money with Display Ads, I want to quickly get into this uh, and then we can touch, you know, we can go in tangents. Uh, but I want to... Uh, to understand as well because I'm doing affiliate marketing. So I haven't done, I don't have any websites that are doing ads. I have an account for uh, Google AdSense and all that, but I, I barely use it. I don't even know how to use it uh, for this particular uh, purpose. Um, can you please explain, Ron, for people who maybe are just looking into how to make money for the first time online, uh, how, how, how this works? Like, how, do you, how can you make money with, with display ads? Yeah. So display, I think it's an interesting beast for a lot of people. So, okay. So display is generally speaking, the, the bird's eye view of the whole thing, right? It's actually mm -hmm. really, really simplistic. You have a website um, and usually display ads. I'll just tell you, you need to have a decent amount of traffic uh, to get money from display ads because at the end of the day, it's, you're not going to get paid much with display ads. It's like 20, you know, 10, 20 cents per click. That's it. Right. But the click. house, Click. Yeah, yeah, per, cl right. per click, every time that someone clicks on it. So the house you see behind me, that was bought with those itty bitty clicks, which is pretty crazy <laughs> to even think about, right? Like, oh, I made 10, like, oh, I just made a dime. But when you make thousands of dimes a day, that really adds up. So really the way that um, Google AdSense and, and any of these display ads, the way that they work is you have your content on your website um, and you basically will say, okay, I have my content on the website. This particular blog post works really well or gets a lot of traffic. Let's say you get a thousand people a month for this one blog post that you wrote. You could then just take uh, some code that Google AdSense, and there's a lot of other ones. There's Google AdSense, media.net, uh, Ezoic, you know, and then there's other networks out there as well that are bigger ad thrive, all these others. You get a piece of code from them, you put it onto your website. And when you do that, they will automatically serve the ads on your website. Meaning you don't have to go find people to advertise. You don't have to do any of that stuff. Uh, it actually happens in just, it just automatically happens, which is a great thing. Um, and it's super, super passive, super easy to deal with. Not much tech setup. It might sound a little complicated, but it's not. Uh, but most, in most cases, what happens is people will do this and then they'll, they'll put it on their website and they'll make a few bucks and be like, well, I didn't make much and that's it. And then they move on to the next thing. I didn't do that. Uh, because the, one of the websites that really went well for me, I didn't know how else to make money with it. Cause I was inexperienced at the time. So for me, it happened. I started making a little bit of money and then I thought, okay, how can I increase this by 5% or 10%? Right. So I, I just tested, did a few things. And then one week went by and it was like, oh, okay. I was able to increase it. And then I was like, okay, how can I try to increase it a little bit further? What are some other things? So I really focused on that for probably a year, just trying to increase the AdSense earnings 
through testing different things, through creating content that would help me make more money, all these different things. And in the end, obviously now it's worked out really well for me. Um, but yeah, that's like a general overview of display ads, super passive, super easy, but also pretty much lowest common denominator. It's, it's one of those, most people get in, they put them in and then they're like, okay, how else can I make money or how can I make more money? Cause there's usually better ways to make more money, but in my businesses, some of them, that's been the most lucrative way. So, right, right. Uh, <clears throat> um, before I move on with uh, another question I personally have, uh, let me address Musa's question. Um, how long did it take you? to completely be free and fire your boss? Oh, I'm trying to think of exactly how long it was. So since when I started, oh my God, I actually, hold on. <laughs> I, I actually have to look. I, I wrote, I wrote a blog post mm -hmm. the exact day that I quit my job. So I'm going to look really quick so I can tell you, but it took, I mean, it definitely isn't immediate. Um, that's what I will say as I'm, as I'm looking for this. It takes time. It was definitely not a, you know, overnight thing. I think a lot of people get that fantasy and I will say fantasy in their head <laughs> because they think, okay, I can just start this. And then within a few months, I'll be able to quit my job. It's not how this world works. Uh, it is, I always tell people who come to me and they're like, oh, I'm trying to start a blog. It is thankless in the beginning. It is brutal. It is a true grind. It's, it's pretty awful uh, in the beginning. It's tough because you're doing a lot of things and you're not seeing a lot of positive feedback, mm -hmm. which really hurts motivations and slows things down. Um, but for me, so it looks like I wrote that post. It was March 25th of 2015. Uh, and yeah, so really since I started, it was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I was seven months in since I started One Hour Professor. But the truth is, I definitely had been doing a little bit more before that. So I'd say it took me about a year uh, to where I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to quit. And I'm, I wouldn't even say I fired my boss because I actually <laughs> left my job. But when I left, I was like trying to be on good terms because I, I needed money. Right. Like yeah. I had that little professor thing on the side, but I was scared to death because I'm just, I'm not a big risk. I mean, I'm a risk taker, but calculated risks. So right. I was scared to death. So my biggest thing is I, talked to my boss and I was like, Hey, can I do some consulting for you guys and work remotely? You know, cause I'm, I'm leaving, I'm trying my own thing, but would you guys be up for this? And luckily they took me up on that offer. I'm really thankful for that. <laughs> so because of that, I was able to do consulting and have a comfortable transition into this. Um, and I really, for a year, I struggled hard. I struggled really, really hard. It took about 10 months from there. So yeah, like total, like a, a year to a year and a half ish, I would say is kind of like that number where I knew I was kind of okay. So it takes time. It takes time, everybody. So, in uh, Ron's situation was like each one of us. We're gonna have a different situation. Different. Uh, we're gonna be in different places. Uh, like Ron, he doesn't have kids. Uh, you know, I. Uh, if you have kids like myself, uh, it's gonna be even. A, it probably is gonna take you a little bit longer because you don't have enough time to to dedicate to this kind of stuff. So, uh, Ron said, "Hasta la vista, boss." In about a year. Uh, I'm two years and a half into this thing, and I haven't managed to say hasta la vista boss yet. Uh, but um, you know, just keep keep doing it, keep working on it, because it's going to it's going to happen at some point um, if if you keep doing it, right? Um, yeah. So Adrian, let me let me let me step in real quick and make something clear. So so I said goodbye to my boss, but I also said goodbye to my beautiful condo in the city that I had, <laughs> and I said hello oh, to true. a really yeah, yeah. crappy apartment. Yeah. I mean, I, I am not kidding when I say this. My old desk used to be uh, two 
uh, sheets of plywood screwed together. Uh, <laughs> and that I worked on that. I had end tables that were literally electronics boxes because I, I went into like this apartment and I just worked and I didn't care about anything. And you have kids, you have family. That's different than what I had. So I think everyone's circumstances are yeah. different, but yeah, it doesn't matter what your circumstances are. If, if you really want to do it, you're going to keep persisting. I mean, even you, like you just said, you've been doing it two and a half years. No, it's not as quick as you would hope, but you keep persisting. And those really, I will tell anybody who's watching this or sees this, number one thing to know is that those who persist and keep pushing forward, those are the ones that succeed, the ones that don't give up. Because if you keep pushing, pushing, pushing little things, add up to big things in the future. So. Preach it, brother. Preach it. <laughs> Take it to the church. That's it. Uh, um I completely agree. You know, so there's some people are going to try it for six months and they say, Oh, I told you it's not going to make money from this shit. It's, I told you it's a scam. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Get rid of those people in your life. You don't for want sure. those around. I, I'm lucky to where I had some very supportive people for my absolutely crazy, insane dreams. I, but I do remember when I told some employees, uh, of my, my old job where I worked at, I told them like, yeah, this is what I think I could do. And they're like, can't make money. How are you gonna? And I was like, no, no, you can. And they're like, all right, man, whatever. And now they look and they're like, holy, you know, like, like now it's too late for you. Like, yeah. For them, yeah. I mean. So, but yeah, you just gotta really, I mean, yeah, preach or not, like, you just need to want it and keep pushing. Like, you can't, sure. you cannot stop. And if you're like me, or I'm, I'm assuming you're the same way, Adrian, uh, if you're like me or, or Adrian, you, you get, like almost uncomfortably obsessed with this stuff, like where you were like really, really, really absorb it and you really, really want it and eventually you'll get it. I think so. I think you're 100% right, Ron. Um, Chris uh, here in the chat says, I was a professor too and I hated the meetings. Can't freaking stand them. That's why I wanted out. <laughs> well done, yeah, Chris. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the administrative stuff. Uh, <laughs> is brutal. So me, I'm lucky because I'm an adjunct, so I'm just an adjunct. I purposely set myself up they wanted me to go and teach classes in person. And I consistently turned down every one of those opportunities. And I would only take online classes because I was like, why would I add in the driving time and everything else when I could just do it from home? It didn't make sense to me ever. Right. So luckily they've been able to work with me on that. So, <laughs> uh, Gabriele, uh, Gabriele. Yes, we are. Hello, Adrian and Ron just signed up a few days ago. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm not 100% sure for what you signed up. I hope you signed up for one of uh, uh, Ron's, uh, you know, uh, the YouTube channel or something like that. I yeah. <laughs> Thank you if it was. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know necessarily because I got obviously quite a few people, but appreciate it. Yeah. With any support, I'm really appreciative of any support. So. Um, Kieran says, work fits in around you rather than uh, you fitting around your job. Um, uh Musa says, how long did it take you to master display ads? It's a really good question. Um, I, I still uh, wouldn't even say that I've mastered them. I think that I've, I've gotten better than a lot of other people. Uh, the interesting thing too is that like, especially when I started, I looked around, you couldn't find much information, mm -hmm. which was really frustrating and also surprising because I'm like, a lot of people use Google AdSense. And now like if you search on YouTube, you'll probably see me in there like because I created a ton of content about it. Um, and there's, st there's still but, not too many people there, Ron. I mean, I was looking there's, today, there's and I saw most of the videos are yours, and maybe yeah. Neil Patel or a couple of guys, but there's not much good information about it. 
Yeah, yeah, and and Neil Patel's got some good stuff, uh, but he, de- you know, he's he's a he's the gamut of everything. Yeah, right? yeah, like he yeah. Focuses on all these different things. So not to say I, like now I'm expanding, but in the beginning that was all I focused on. Um, but yeah, I would say I mean for me it took me a good year. So I was making money with with the ads, um, but it took me a good year to really get to the point where I was like, wow, I'm I'm actually doing pretty well with these. Uh, and the other thing with it. So there's, there's two different things to ads that, that come into play with any niche. And so this would be a little nugget for anybody listening. So there's two big things that come into play here. So first off is you have to look at who your audience is and the ads that are serving for them. Okay. And I'll tell you why that is in a minute. And then also what the advertiser, um, what the advertiser demand is for your particular niche. So if you, for I'll use generic examples, let's say that you have a website about dogs and uh, you know you you're creating um, you know particular reviews about product. Usually, people just throw in affiliate links to Amazon. Although nowadays, I feel like people are even like maybe I should look at AdSense for that <laughs> uh, because Amazon what they did and how they lowered their commissions. But anyway, um, so in in that particular instance, if you're doing that, or you're doing like uh, like dog insurance, right? Like dog insurance, page about dog insurance. That is going to pay you significantly better than if you are to have a post about the ten cutest dog breeds, right? Because the the commercial intent of dog insurance or the commercial intent of the best, uh, I don't know, chew toys for dogs, that commercial intent is much higher. What that means is that advertisers are going to be bidding in ad AdSense, AdWords. They're going to be bidding to get the attention of the audience. So because of that, the competition's higher when there's products. And because of that, you're going to make more per click, Okay. So with Google AdSense, it's all based on click. You'll make more per click. So, you know, cutest dog breeds, you might get, you know, three cents a click, but on a commercial intent type thing or like a dog insurance thing, you might get 10, 20, 30 cents a click. So that's one part of a niche that's really important um, is just that. And then the other part kind of goes into that is just you you need to think of the motive of the audience and the, the content that you have to make sure that the intent is strong enough. Um, so this is like one of the excuses or one of the excuses, one of the hints that I give when people are asked, how can I make more money? I'm like, well, adjust your content strategy, right? Like if you're just, if you're just focused on answering questions, like, yeah, that's kind of good. And some of those will work out. Um, but instead of just doing that, why don't you also focus on some commercial intent things mm-hmm. and hopefully make it some affiliate income if you can, but if not that do it in the sense of, Hey, I can make some AdSense revenue too. Um, and it is, AdSense is like lowest common denominator. It's, it's, it's not a very high paying thing, but when you do it in aggregate and you pair it with the right content, you can actually drive a ton of clicks. And a, a part of that too, is looking at the ads that serve on your page and see, are those ads something that, you know, the people who are reading will click on, not even like, cause everyone's like, well, no one clicks on those. Ads. I don't click on those ads. Agent, <laughs> you probably don't. I feel like most savvy people don't, but there's actually a lot of people that do click on those ads. And if you're looking at your pages and the ads are really contextual and it really looks like they're part of your website and it really looks like an answer to what the people are looking for, then you'll make some decent money with them. Sweet. Thanks. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, cool information there, Ron. Um, let me see. Cause I, I lost my glasses in the Uber, so I can't see you guys properly. Adil Masood, I'm not 100% sure that that's your name or what. Adil Masood 68. Hi, Ron. A big fan of uh, of your channel. My information-based website is two months old with two articles about 7,000-word content. 
Uh, I plan to write 30 articles. Uh, how, will, how will it take to get out? Uh, I guess he, he wants to ask how long it's, will it take to get out of the sandbox? Uh, well, if you're looking at, if you're, if you're doing that, he said 7,000 words? Yeah, 7,000 words. Um, I believe that's, uh, so he has two articles about 7,000 words each. And he's planning to write. Oh, 7,000 words each. Yeah. Okay, 7,000 words each. So. And he wants yeah. to do 30 articles, he said? That's what he wants to do, yeah. Okay, so you look, at that point, you're looking at 210,000 words. So I'm just curious uh, <laughs> what that word count is. So that's a lot. Uh, mm. That's not even a bad thing. So so generally speaking, so this is one nice thing that I I have that not all people do is that because I have a website portfolio, I've, I've done this process of building a website over and over and over, seeing the first year or two years, however, however long it takes. At this point in time, what I think happens is usually the first three months are pretty much crickets, uh, but you need to consistently create content. Um, if you're creating epic content with 7,000 words per article, as long as the articles are in depth and not just full of filler words and stuff that doesn't matter, um, then you're okay, right? You're, you're creating really good content. As long as you're doing that, uh, then generally speaking, first three months, you're not going to see much. Months three to six, you'll start to see a little bit of trickle of some traffic coming in. Uh, at month six, and we can talk about this if you want, Adrian, but mm. at month six, I'm a big believer at that point of actually doing a little bit of backlinking um, and not like the shady, like, oh, I'm going to go comment and, and create some social profiles. Like, no maybe doing a few guest posts, maybe get you featured from a helper reporter out, maybe doing a few different things to get a few backlinks, really a few, like, you know, maybe five, not even a ton, just to get yourself on the radar of Google. Mm -hmm. and, okay. and then I switch back to the content from there. So months one through six, not much. Month six to seven, focus on some, some link building. And then uh, seven to about 10, it's still going to be kind of slow growth. Uh, usually I've had exceptions to this seven to 10 will be slower growth. And then at around months, 10 to 12, you'll start to really see some, some increases. I've been, I haven't done this myself, but I've seen some, some stuff of people who recently started to do some link building early on. Uh, and they were able to increase the speed of getting out of that sandbox much quicker. Uh, like month three, they were able to get out of it, not make a ton overnight or anything, but they were also really good at link building. So it really depends, but that's kind of the trajectory I take is, is that step-by-step right. step that first year. But really, I always tell people, if you're starting a website today, I tell them, this is what I always tell them, even though it's not necessarily true, is I'm like, be ready to work a whole year really hard without seeing any results. And I say that because I want to put them in the right mindset and the mentality of, I have to do this long haul. I have to work really hard for a year to see anything. And usually you'll see a little bit before that, but that's kind of the, the mentality to take on it. That's awesome. Uh, uh, that was actually a question I, w I wanted to ask a little bit uh, later when we get the, in, in some backlinks, but uh, there you have it. So, uh, you know, just watch this again and, and take notes because uh, that's, that's, that's the strategy, right? Put 30 articles out there. Uh, you, you will, you, are you creating your foundational uh, backlinks as we call them? Uh, uh, you know, social profiles, a couple of web tools, do you create this for your websites or not, uh, Ron? Yeah, when when I so when I create a website, um, the first thing I'll do, see, and I, I just said that whole timeline, but mm -hmm, I just want to mm -hmm. say the caveat to that: mm -hmm. I have a website that's at about month nine, and it's about to make a thousand dollars in a month. So, like, it, it's hard to say because every website isn't the same, and things you know it depends on your your competition and all that. But for me, back to your question about the backlinks, 
Um, I always, when I create a website, I'll grab the social profiles, uh, you know, well, I don't really grab all, I, I grab a Facebook profile usually. Um, and that's pretty much it. I don't really do too much other than <laughs> right. that. Cause I don't really, I'll be honest, I'm lacking in the social area. Like mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not a social media guy. Like I can, I can do it, but it's just not my favorite thing. Um, but I usually grab like some type of, I usually do like a Facebook group associated with the brand. Because uh, I think, okay, let's grow. Because I always work to grow a community. I always try to find people who need help. I try to grow a community around that. That's my whole goal. Um, so I do it that way. But uh, I don't build a ton of links otherwise. No, like I'll I'll do that and I'll just kind of put it up. And then, like I said, at around month six is the time that I'm like, okay, I've got a decent amount of content. And I know I know you said thirty articles for that individual because that's yeah, the question yeah. you asked. I don't have a set number of articles that I'm like, okay, now I have enough. I usually, I mean, I would say you know, probably like 25, 20 at a minimum, absolute minimum, you have to have on your website, just to have enough content. Uh, but you know, if those were like a thousand or 1500 words a pop. Um, so I don't really have a set word count or a set number of articles. I don't do that. I just kind of work hard or I, I shouldn't even say I work hard. I really have work my hard. people who work, work for me. <laughs> I, I have people who work for me, work hard. I have my writers creating content and I'll just kind of put it up there. And then uh, at about month six is then when I'll do a little bit of link building. And I don't just do like 2.0s or social media at that point. At that point, I'm, I'm doing a little bit of outreach, not, not an overwhelming amount of it, but a little bit of it just to get my name out there. Um, but this website that I just, that I was just referring to at uh, month six, I did a uh, skyscraper campaign. Are you familiar with authority hacker and their skyscraper yeah, campaign yeah, and all yeah. that? Okay. So for those that aren't, it's like you create an asset, then you reach out to a bunch of different websites that might link to you. Um, I did that and I was able to get like, I think it was like, I don't know, like 18 links or something total out of like thousands of people that I reached out to. <laughs> uh, and now the domain rating of that particular domain is 51 and it's like a leader in the industry and it's growing ridiculously fast. And it was like, wow, okay. I didn't even know it would do as well as it did. So, but that's why I usually, in, you know, I'll go create content campaigns and then I'll focus on one link building campaign. Then I'll go back to creating content. And I feel like there's a balance of switching in between. I don't necessarily know you always have to be link building. Yeah. Um, yeah. But who knows? Makes sense. Makes sense. Hey, uh, since we're talking about uh, backlinks, uh, do do you buy do you buy links? <laughs> no. 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 I don't. Um, I'm not. I, I will say with websites in the past, I have done that, uh, but I really didn't see a return. And mm -hmm. any of the websites I have now, I don't. So um, I just. I don't think that it's really worth doing it uh, personally, because if they're selling to you, they're willing to sell to someone else. That's kind of the whole thing. Right. And I m would much rather get a legitimate way of, of showing value and creating really good content and being like, Hey, this is what I'm capable of. And hopefully they'll take me up on it. Um, I've been doing a lot of this and I don't know if people have seen me out there, but I've been doing a lot of this with one of our professor lately to where I'm just basically, I've gone to my personal network, talked to a few people, mm -hmm. they give me, and then I turn to another person. I'm like, Hey, I'm connected with so-and-so and, and kind of just going that way with it. Um, and I've, I've actually landed some really, really big guest posts, um, in doing this. So I think that like, I would rather do that and, and have it grow real as opposed to buying it. Cause I know some people do PBNs and they buy in this, that, and the other, but it's just so scary. I just mm -hmm. feel like, I just feel like like because Google they're already finicky. So like if you give them any reason to make them mad, the Google rods, <laughs> you know, those come down and smash you. Um, and I'm lucky. I've actually never really been crushed by a Google algorithm update. Thank God. Knock on wood. But uh, it hasn't happened to me yet. And I think that might be a reason why. It's because I'm not artificially inflating anything. I'm I'm truly earning them 
and we're going from there. So. Fingers crossed. You never know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With hopefully, Google, yeah. Hopefully you're never safe. <laughs> you're never safe with Google. Um, uh, let me quickly go back to the chat. Uh, Ron, one second here. Uh, Drone Recipe says, stay away from the favelas. Don't worry. Stalita knows uh, San Paulo like uh, in the palm of her hand. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, we never we never got anywhere near the favelas. No, yeah, I no, know, no. I know. That's for a for a gringo like me. That's not a place to be. So well, you yeah. I mean, you you can be spotted like from miles away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's the gringo. Absolutely. Vámonos, cabrones. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, what it says Kieran says here. I'm eight months in. In uh, I'm eight months in. And people still say uh, it won't work. I want I want to prove them wrong. Definitely, Kieran, do that. Make that as your motivation to, you know, uh, slap them like. Pew. You see, I told you this is gonna work. <laughs> yeah, I'd say I'd say the same thing. I, uh, good, whoever those people are, good. Um, throw it in their. I mean, don't throw it in their face, but at the same time, quietly throw it in their face. Try to be super successful. Eight eight months in, you're getting to the point, and I don't know the amount of work that he's actually put into it or whatever, but mm -hmm. eight months in, you should be getting to a point to where you're going to, you're going to slowly, slowly start to turn a corner and you're going to start to see some progress. And then it's like, Oh, and then maybe you'll make a couple hundred bucks or whatever every month. And then you can kind of turn to him and say, so oh, I told you, you know? <laughs> uh, so yeah, just keep pushing hard. That's it. Uh, Roger, uh, another, uh, friend here of the channel. Uh, he says, hi, Ron. I started following you since you had your Udemy course a few years ago. Thanks for sharing all the great tips. Ron has a lot of great tips on his channel, definitely. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, Roger. And uh, I didn't know that people still followed me from Udemy. So that's, uh, <laughs> it's unique to see. Yeah, I've been, I've been out. I, I used to do Udemy pretty hard, actually. I hit it, that was early on. I hit Udemy pretty hard. I've got like, I don't even know, 70,000 students or something there. Wow. Um, total, well, not, not all paid, to be clear. <laughs> yeah. I, I have free yeah. courses. But uh, yeah, I've got like seventy thousand, so it's it's great to uh, great to have you, Roger. Thank you for the uh, the support all these years. I'm surprised I'm surprised <laughs> I haven't bored you that much yet. That's awesome. Uh, Gabrielli says, um, Ron, how or where can I find which ads pay out more? Um, I mean, the thing is, a lot of this isn't public data, but if you just search, like, if you okay. And I know this for a fact because I've seen the infographic a million times. If you search highest paying uh, AdSense pay, uh, keywords, like if you go to Google and search highest paying AdSense keywords or Google AdSense keywords, you're going to see a list or an infographic that'll give you some of them. Um, and you're going to see that like insurance, they, they keep it broad. So insurance, lawyers, that kind of stuff. So knowing that you can take a website and you can create specific pages that are tailored to that. Okay. So I'm going to give the example that I gave earlier. So we talked about a, a dog blog, right? Mm -hmm. Dog blog, generally speaking, you're writing about dog stuff and you know, the stuff that they buy or you buy for them and their behaviors and their diet, that sort of stuff. But what you might want to do, because you know, lawyers pay a lot of money for Google ads mm -hmm. is you may create a page on your blog about what to do if someone, I mean, and I'll put it in long terms, but like the idea is there, if someone, if your dog bites someone and they're going to sue you, how do you handle it? Something mm -hmm. like that, that particular page, because of the context of the page, because it talks about lawyers, lawsuits, the ads that are going to show are most likely going to be lawyer ads. Those lawyer ads pay significantly more 
than whatever other ads because it's all contextual it's what's on the page and in addition to that in that particular instance you could also end up selling leads to lawyers across probably the whole country and people who would deal with that kind of stuff so um it's it's you know you can get generalities of what pays the most you can also in all the different keyword tools um like pretty much all of them they're going to have a uh a cpc for like every keyword that you see there a lot of people really ignore that field, but that's actually really helpful for Google AdSense because yeah. the higher that CPC is, that means that the more more likely that someone is going to pay more to show up. Um, those numbers are not actually always 100% accurate. So that's a little bit mm -hmm. that, a thing I'll tell you, but you can see some data there as well. Uh, but take that with a grain of salt. You know, I, th I think the, the real thing that I've done is I've looked at the general areas that pay a lot and then I'll create a content cluster and content around that having to do with the niche. And then that typically does well with uh, Google display ads or all display ads. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good tip there. I mean, if you go and watch uh, the CPC on, on DUI lawyer, you'll see that they pay maybe 50 bucks per click or even more or $100, $100 per, per, per click. So you'll know, <laughs> you'll know what ads to put on your site, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and like, so like with that, and I don't remember exactly what the, what the split is. So if it, if someone's paying a hundred dollars per click, you're going to get a fraction of that. You're right. obviously not going to get the full, I mean, I wish I was getting a hundred dollars, but <laughs> a fraction of it, but that's still, when you pair that with your other content, that can be quite a bit. But the other thing, and I talk a lot about this, I've been talking about this a lot more recently on my YouTube or on my, yeah, my YouTube channel too. Yeah. So AdSense is a good baseline. Um, and, and like, I, I feel like I'm an exception more than a rule to make the amount that I make on AdSense. Most people aren't doing that. I don't know exactly why, maybe because they don't, they don't dive into it as far as I did, you know, and they don't like focus on it as much, or maybe they're just not right in the right niche, but you got to understand AdSense is a good start. I would say use AdSense as a start, but don't be scared of income stacking is mm -hmm. what I call it. So, you know, we're doing AdSense. Let's jump into affiliate marketing. Let's jump into consulting. Let's jump into info product. You, if you really want to get a big business, that's how you really do it. That's how you build something that's really, really well. But hey, AdSense, especially AdSense is really great for informational content where you're like, I have no, like, like, I don't know, is, is it okay for dogs to eat apples? How would you monetize that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how are you going to monetize that? Otherwise, a good way, Google AdSense, because there's no other way to monetize it. Yeah. So that's a good way of doing it in that particular instance. Yeah. Or maybe you can put something on, on that particular page that say, did your dog eat apple and he has stomach pain now? Well, call this vet here. And then you can yeah, get the commission. Yeah, I, I was actually going to say, yeah, <laughs> they have, um, I'm partners with, I can't remember what their, what their name is offhand, but I'm partners with one that helps me, not not with vets, but with certain other experts. Um, you know, if you need to speak to this person, just answer. That's the name of it. Just answer, just answer. Uh, is the one. Yeah, and they, they actually will do that. You can put a little thing where you can live chat with a vet or a doctor or lawyer, whatever it is. So um, that's another way of making money. That's the thing. You just have to get creative and like, so many people just do one thing and then they do it over and over and over and then like, okay, I'm done. And then they like move on to another website. I'm like, no, like, like <laughs> you have some success here. Like don't move on. Like really, I always talk about like focus as hard as you absolutely can and getting every like ounce of money out of your visitors, not to where it's annoying and you have a million ads in their face, but look at all the monetization strategies and deliver value while also making money, you know, like say, Hey, here's, this particular thing that you probably want. And if you get it, we'll get a small commission, but if you like it, let us know. So like, there's a lot of ways to make money with it. You need to diversify to really, really make good money. Sure thing. That's, uh, that's one of the things that we should take home today. 
uh, monetization stacking. <laughs> that's that's a that's a good uh, that's a good term there. Um, we're D. Welcome. Uh, I didn't see you earlier. Uh, she says, uh, I, "I hope you're a she." <laughs> uh, doctors always motivate me, so you know, like I said earlier, take that home and uh, motivate yourself and keep working hard just to prove them wrong. Um, Gustavo says, "I was gone for a few minutes, and you guys are almost speaking Portuguese." <laughs> we were speaking Portuguese, uh, brother. I don't know about I don't know about we, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> what wrong? Uh, no, no follow Portuguese. No that's, follow that's Portuguese. The, I'm really good at that. I'm Muito really good bem. at that one. <laughs> um, Jay says, "Hey, Ron, do you build uh, YouTube channels along uh, along with your sites?" So that's an interesting. And who is this that asked? What, you uh, say Jay? Jay, Jay Bug. Jay. Jay, so that's an, that's an interesting one to ask. Um, so I previously didn't do this at all. Uh, like YouTube, my wife was doing YouTube stuff, doing well with it. Um, and then I was like, whatever. And then I started on my YouTube channel. Well, I didn't start on my YouTube channel. I had it for years, but I really focused on it at the beginning of the year. And I was like, wow, this YouTube stuff isn't bad. What I've gotten into a little bit more recently is, yes, actually creating YouTube channels with the websites uh, as a whole to kind of pair them up. I think, I think there's a beautiful thing happening in, in video right now um, with YouTube specifically where a lot of people are starting to migrate over to it and so many more people are watching it and engaging with it. So I think it's kind of cool to see. Um, the thing about YouTube is generally speaking, like me, I'm a personality driven channel, right? Mm -hmm. So one hour professor is the brand and that's my website and that's my YouTube channel and I've got to show up in both those places. But there's other instances where, you know, we could talk about, we'll talk about the dog blog again. Like, let's say you had, you know, your dog, I don't know, you, keepyourdoghappy.com or something like that, right? You could technically create a YouTube channel with that and maybe repurpose some of your blog posts into uh, YouTube videos. They got to be somewhat entertaining. So I don't know exactly how you do it. It wouldn't be the easiest thing. But I've started to do that myself. Um, in particular, my wife and I started a website this year. Uh, and that was a focus of it. And I thought, you know, why don't we just throw in a YouTube channel? Cause she has some success in creating YouTube channels. Like you see those YouTube channels out there, like compilations, right? Mm -hmm. They're just compilations. Not many people think about this, but those actually are a pretty good business model too, because it's evergreen content. And if you get ranked in YouTube's algorithm, you can make some pretty good money with that stuff. Yeah. Um, so I've started to do a little bit more of that with, uh, the most recent website that I have. It's going pretty well. I think it's making like 15 to 20 bucks a month, which isn't too bad. Uh, the cost, we're basically just repurposing the blog posts mm -hmm. uh, and making it that way. But yeah, it hasn't been bad, but I never did it really before, but I started to do more of it. Um, and I think that it can be really, really beneficial if you're trying to go all in on a website to do something like that. But if you're just starting out, if you're one of those people that just starting out, like, oh, I want to do this and I want to have an Instagram and I want to do a Facebook <laughs> and I want to do that, like, stop. What yeah. I would say is, Big one. honestly, yeah, like I would just say either do like either YouTube or a website and 100% focus your time there. I'm able now to, you know, I have my stuff going one hour professor YouTube, then it gets pushed over to the website, all this stuff. I have a team in place that helps me manage all that. Right, right. Quite frankly, if you're starting out, unless you have a large amount of capital and you probably won't do it right anyway, you can't do that. So like just focus on one thing at a time, take it slow. And then once it starts to grow, you can always, the, the beauty about like YouTube Let's say you have a hundred blog posts on a website and the website's going well and it can fund it. You could very easily then transcribe all those blog posts into videos, put them on a new YouTube channel and not many, you know, people on YouTube will look at you on YouTube. People on your website will look at you on your website. 
they don't always cross over. So yeah, but I've started to do that more. It's an interesting way of doing things. And so far it's been pretty successful, but like I said, anybody who's starting out, don't even, don't even try it. You'll just, you'll do too much and you won't do anything well. So. Right. Right. Like someone here, <laughs> I'm doing way too We're, much. We've all been there. We've all yeah. been there. Trust me. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, like you saying, uh, my audience here, the, these bosses, awesome guys in and girls in the audience slapped me already. Adrian, you're doing do many things. Just focus on one, make money, and then, like you were saying, have your team behind you, and you can expand and you can focus on other things. But uh, uh, thanks. If you want, if you want to hit Adrian, one thing that I always told myself that I, so I don't know all the different projects that you have going yeah. on. Yeah. But the one thing that I always told myself in terms of websites, I was like, I'll never actively be working on two more than two websites at once. I'll right. never ever ever do right. it. Um, if you can just, cause I get really bored working on one thing, maybe the same way. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. But like, it's hard, really hard for me to do it. So like I focus on two things at the most with that at a time. The thing is now I'm at a point to where I can actively work on two myself, but my team handles the rest. That's the difference between someone that's starting out or not really profitable yet. And where I am is that I have a team that can handle a lot of the other stuff, which obviously help, helps me and gives me an advantage. But, um, yeah, two at a time. Just if you focus on two at a time, it'll keep your interest and it'll keep you from getting too scattered. So, Sweet. Uh, good, good tip there. Uh, I'm trying to kind of uh, focus myself, uh, uh, refocus because I was focused. Then I, I lose my focus. And you weren't focused. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need to refocus. Uh, I need to go through my own funnel and <laughs> get back to it. Yeah, there you go. You'll get, you'll get there. You'll get, you'll get to the conversion end of it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, let me ask you, um, I have a few more questions here in the chat. Thank you guys for the questions. Uh, I'll come back to, to your questions in a second. But I want to touch a little bit in something that is kind of interesting to me to, uh, to find out. And I'm sure for, for those of you listening as well and watching because uh, I've done until now only affiliate marketing. So I know how to do keyword research, how to build a website for affiliate, how, you know, everything that has to do with affiliate marketing or at least uh some of it I know because <laughs> uh, I'm making money with it but I'm curious uh, Ron um, in in terms of content right in, uh, in terms of how do you build content for these type of websites um, is there any difference uh, in terms of how you structure these uh, articles how do you r write them uh, is is there any difference between content sites and affiliate sites so, so are you talking about like display ads versus affiliate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So display ads generally, um, you focus a lot more on informational content. So like that's, that's the thing that's interesting about display ads. Like you're focused on content that people don't think that you can make money at. Really? Right. That's like what like a lot of. But that's, that's of... my problem as well. I'm thinking, so I have a list of maybe a hundred keywords and I was talking mm -hmm. to someone on WhatsApp, a friend of mine who was making much more money than myself say hey i have this list of keywords but i i i don't know if i need to write about this they're very low competition it seems like who the hell is gonna write uh, ask these questions so it's kind of you bringing this uh to me as well say hmm i think i need to write those keywords then those articles. yeah i i will tell you there i have written i haven't written i have outsourced and had other people <laughs> write some absolutely ridiculous responses to certain things. Uh, wow. Not not ridiculous in the sense that they're not helpful, but ridiculous as in like, why would I focus on this? Like, right, it just right. seems so stupid. Because like when I start out a website, I'll, especially when I start, I'll focus on keywords that have like 
in, in those tools that are out there, they'll have, you know, search volumes of like 50, 40, you mm-hmm. know, and then their, their competition is like super, super low. Um, I'll do that a lot in the beginning, uh, because I'm just trying to, you know, I'm not competitive enough to compete on anything bigger. So I'll do that a lot in the beginning. Um, and yeah, I think the thing is with display ads, you gotta realize like, like for you, if you have a website like that, and let's say you have a hundred keywords, that's great because you may not, you may not be able to sell a lot into that. You may not be able to get a lot of affiliate links or affiliate clicks or anything like that, but you can make money to display ads, but even more so is that you can send them up to your email list and then you can eventually push them towards those affiliate programs within the email autoresponder too. So there's definitely a case to be said, but most of the websites that do really well in display ads, and this is where income stacking comes in. Most of the websites that um, do well with display ads, they're not like, I, I focus on some audiences and things. They don't have much money. Like I'm not trying to sell them much at all, but the display ads pay. And then what you can do in addition to that is after you're getting display ads, you're making some money, then you can say, okay, what affiliate stuff can I throw in here? And it goes beyond, cause I know a lot of people are like, oh, Amazon affiliate. It goes way beyond Amazon affiliates. They're, they're like every company in friggin' earth has affiliate programs. That's so awesome. it goes way beyond that to look at what is it that your audience really needs and then finding the right partner and then pairing the two together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you've paired together once, you know, and you see that, like we'll use, again, I'll go back to the dog example. Mm-hmm. Let's say that you write and you're like, oh, I need a, like something having to do with dog trainers, for example, someone who, who handles aggressive dogs. You do that article once and then you're like, wow, okay, that did pretty well. Now I can start selling le- uh, leads to dog trainers. Oh, wait, there's 20 other articles I can write related to this, not the same thing, but related to this, create those articles and then put all the different lead forms there too. Because what you find is that I'm, I'm a big fan of little wins, a lot of little wins equal Mm -hmm. big ones. That's how my businesses have been developed. It's not like I have one or two keywords driving all my traffic. It's a ton, a ton, a ton of little itty bitty things that add up to a lot of money, right? Micro, micro things that add up to a lot. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and, and I, so now I understand. And I understand because uh, coming back to what I, what I was saying, I have a list of hundreds of keywords that are so little, and they, they, some of them they sound so silly that um, that I'm not taking action, and which is which is probably you know the the wrong thing to do. And now listening to you, uh, it's kind of uh, you know giving me giving me a, a, a kick in my ass. Just go and go and write those articles. Um, yeah. And, and I'll, I'll say too, if you think that they're silly, you got to realize a lot of other people think that they're silly. <laughs> and that means that your competition is like nothing. So that's not a bad thing. That just means, Hey, let's go be silly for a minute. Let's, <laughs> you know, let's, let's go handle those. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's go ahead and, you know, try to do five of them and see, um, where, where it comes to. And I know you said you're making some money with your, your affiliate stuff. If you can, I mean, just reinvest all that into a, right. I'm a big fan of outsourcing. I talk a lot about that because you can never buy your time back. Uh, but outsourcing is the one way to do it. So if you can just have someone else do it, it's not the sexiest, you know, I, I don't have a bunch of websites in the sexiest niches. I mean, these are like <laughs> boring, not cool boring, things, huh? but I don't care because you know, it's making me money and it's growing a business and that's fun for me. So that's great. Uh, that's what, that's the only thing that matters at the end of the day, right? We, we, we're doing this, uh, to, to achieve the freedom and the freedom that comes with, uh, with the money. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's, yep, yep. So uh, Kieran says here is like the old saying, uh, look after the pennies and the pounds look after themselves. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um, again, Adil, Adilma, again, I'm sorry if I butcher your name there. 
thank you, Ron. Second question. Do you believe in making one big site with lots of content or multiple small websites, uh, both strategies for ads display only? A hundred thousand percent believe in one big website. All right. I mean, I can answer that one really simple because when you, if you build a bunch of different micro sites, that used to be a thing like 10 years ago, that was a thing. And it, it worked really well for some, I remember AdSense flippers, which is now empire, uh, was that empire? Well, yeah, they empire got the, flippers? The, yeah, empire flippers. They used to be at, I think it was AdSense flippers or something like they used to be, mm -hmm. they used to do that. Uh, and it worked really well at the time. It doesn't really work as well anymore. Google has gotten much smarter about it. So I'm a big fan of creating one big website that gets a lot of links and has a lot of authority, one big central website. And then you can really just build out different, um, you know, different areas on that particular website, different categories, if you will, on that particular website that focus on helping those people in those, those, those areas that you're talking about. But yeah, definitely 100% big fan of taking one broad, I, you know, like again, the dog, the dog website, if you could get dog.com, which I know you can't, or like mm -hmm. dogs.com, that would be ideal because it's a generic brand name. And what you need to do is focus on that particular content for that particular website and focus on one area. And then when that's doing well, you can go to another area and another area and you can really, really grow it big. That's how the big businesses do it. So. All right. Uh, here's a question that just came to my mind. Uh, how long your articles are, uh, uh, Ron, do, do you have like a minimum or maximum? Uh, it's, how do you base your, um, how, how do you decide to sell your writer? Hey, this is the keyword, write 500 words or whatever. How do you decide yeah. on that? So for the most part, uh, if it's like answering a question type of keyword, so like at, like a keyword phrase around like, mm -hmm. you know, answering questions like, oh, can my dog eat apples or whatever, something like that. That's not the most technical thing in the world, you know, so maybe they're like 750 to like a thousand words usually. Uh, most of my articles probably fall in the like a thousand to 1500, maybe 2000 range. Most of them fall in that range. Um, and then when it comes to really, really difficult keywords, really, really big articles are needed. So if you have a keyword that, or a keyword phrase, just one that you're focused on doing that has 50 searches a month, you don't need to write a 5,000 5, keyword or a 5,000 word post for that. That's just like, it's not even worth it. It's total waste. Um, but if you're trying to cover a more overarching, you know, theory or topic, like, okay, instead of can my dog eat apples, you know, that wouldn't need that many words, but what are foods that my dog can't eat? Mm -hmm. Something like that might need 5,000, yeah. 6,000, 7,000 yeah. words. Yeah. So you, it really depends on what the content is, but a funny thing. So if you want to know what the ideal word count is, go into Google, search the exact thing that you're putting in there, look at the top three posts, and use a thing, there's word counter. I think it's wordcounter.com. Mm -hmm. You go on there, you put the URLs in, it tells you how long they are. Right. So just, just do something similar to that. Keep in mind too, uh, that that usually includes the comment keywords yeah. or the yeah. comment words as well. But it's really just as simple as like, Google's giving everyone the answer here. Mm -hmm. Like I know that they're a black box about everything, but they give you the answer. Just go and look what your competitors are doing and then don't copy them, but look at what they're doing and think, okay, how can I do something better? And just create something better. It's really, it, it, don't overthink it. It's really that simple. Great stuff, great stuff. Because um, I was, I was kind of overthinking this, uh, just like you said. Uh, I mean, some, some, because I'm bad at writing. I hate writing with a passion. That's why I, I try to outsource as much as I can. But then, 
for me to kind of uh, get a good article from the from the from the writer, I need to give them good instructions. So, mm-hmm. um, you know that that helped me a little bit there. You know, when he said seven fifty, I said, oh, okay, okay, okay. So it doesn't have to be like those uh, uh, roundups that I do for affiliate marketing that has like three thousand, five thousand words, depending. How big they yeah, are. it just it depends on the search query and it depends on what your competitors are doing, yeah. right? Like if if you're writing in a, a blog post that you can't find anyone else has written that, you definitely don't need three or five thousand words. I mean, just write something. Don't you know, don't throw together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't throw together like a two hundred word article, but yeah. just do what's what's enough if you're really getting specific with it and just you know look at that. And and I will say too, if you're making one that's answering a question, look and make sure that you're. And this is where experience comes in, but look and make sure that you're answering similar questions or very closely related, mm-hmm. not like too far away, but really mm-hmm. cro- closely related things in the same article, because that's the best way to really have success with it. Right. Right. And that's, that's a very smart uh, answer there and tip. Everybody just go to Google. I always say this when people ask on Facebook as well, just go to Facebook, use plugins such as keyword surfer, and they'll give you like Ron was saying the, the average, um, the how do you call it the number of yeah, words the average, the average length you know yeah and everything yeah it. yeah you're talking about uh seo surfer or surfer SEO, SEO, yeah it's it it's keyword surfer the extension or for keyword Chrome. surfer is the one okay because there, there's a few different tools yeah so i don't i don't use that particular tool mm-hmm. i just use google yeah um sorry my cat always jumps in the movies for anyone who's not watching this that my sweet cat jumps in <laughs> um but uh yeah usually I usually just go to Google and do it that way. Uh, but yeah, you can use tools. Whatever, as long as you just know the general, like I said, Google gives you the answer, guys. Don't That's overthink it. it. Yeah. I mean, the answer is right That's in front it. of you. <laughs> um, Michelle is here. How's it going, Michelle? Uh, hi, Adrian. So excited to have the professor on. Hi, Ron. <laughs> Hello. Thank you. Uh, Michelle says, Ron, I have to update some articles I have been holding off since May update for things uh, to settle down. It's been four weeks now. Do you think it's safe to start uh, the task now? Yeah, I um, I mean, when it comes to these Google updates, these are, and it depends on, you may, as a follow-up question, I may want to ask if she was really impacted by that. Um, but yeah, I would say so, uh, for sure, to update your articles. Because at the end of the day, algorithm or not, if you know that your articles need a little help and maybe you wrote them and you're like, eh, they're not really as good as they should be, I can't see a situation where improving those articles would in theory potentially hurt you, right? Um, even with algorithm updates, because you're really making the article better. So even even if you update something and in the short term it goes down a little bit for some weird reason, uh, in the long run, as long as it's really improved it and made it better, it should in theory go up because Google's getting better and better at serving really, really helpful content for its users. So I would just say, yeah, I mean, if you think something needs to be updated, do it. Like. I don't even pay too much attention to the Google updates. I just every, um, what I do is every quarter uh, with my websites that are doing well with every quarter, I look at my keywords, look at the things that need to be updated. Uh, and I just have my team go in and do some content revisions. And you know, any articles that are losing traffic, usually we do the revisions and a lot of the traffic comes right back, so. Sweet. Um, Ron, it's been an hour, uh, a little bit more than an hour, and I don't want to get in trouble with Alita. Uh, how long can we have you? I mean, I can have you. I could have, I would like to have you for a week. I was stranded here with us on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's go another 20 minutes. If you're cool with that. I actually didn't, uh, I didn't even know it was an hour yet. So let's go another <laughs> 20 minutes. Awesome. And then awesome. We'll, uh, we'll have to call it from there. 
Sweet. Um, so there you have it, folks. Uh, Professor Ron is going to stay with us another 20 minutes. So drop your questions um, in there. Again, if you guys want to join and uh, you know say hi to Ron in person, there's a link in there. If, the, if you can't see the link, let me know, and I'll drop it quickly for you. Um, so Jay says, Jay Bug says, um, where's the question? Where's the question? Uh, the, so thanks, Ron, for your answer. What's your opinion about beating TripAdvisor articles? Uh, at the end of the day, they are user-generated content. Are you? I'm not sure. Are you asking or you saying? <laughs> so yeah. So I, I I think he's probably just use in general. From what I found, user-generated content usually pretty easy to beat. Um, I don't even know the reason for that, but like Yahoo answers, you know, you look at that, you look at Quora, those are some great places to, I, I, one of the websites I created, I literally went into Ahrefs, I searched Quora, I looked at anything related to my niche, pulled them out and every single article that we've created, we've beaten every single time. Um, so I'm not saying you can do that. Yeah. 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 And I'm not saying like, that's a guarantee for everyone, Yeah. but from my experience, usually user generated content, I, I think it's, it's again, lowest common denominator something that Google's like, okay, no one else is answering this, but let's, here's one person who is, uh, I think that, I think that you can usually beat that TripAdvisor. I mean, I'm sure they have a domain authority. They're probably just like Cora, you know, that they have all that, but again, it's user generated content and it's probably not all that great. So I'd recommend that you you go for that. I would definitely do it. Yeah, easily, easily can. I mean, depends what you're trying to do, uh, Jay. So, what are you trying to do? You're trying to do some lead gen and compete with them for roofing contractors. Then yeah. you that might, might have a hard time. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna have some hard time there. But <laughs> depending what you're trying to do, um, but the, the, you can you can kick their ass for sure if 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 you know what you're doing. Uh, uh, there's a question here earlier that Musa asked. Uh, let me see if I can find it. So, what are your top five skill sets required to make it in today's market? I know it's kind of broad the question, but maybe let's say um, let's try to make it a little bit more uh, like top five skills required to be a uh, to make money with ads. Let's say. Okay. So successful. can I, can I back that up and just say to be successful in the online business area? Can I talk about that? <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that cause, cause with successful with ads, it's yeah. like, I, I feel like that's a little bit, a little bit too narrow. So yeah. um, with online business in general, I think, I mean, top five. So number one, you have to be super resilient. You have to literally get kicked in the face and get your teeth <laughs> knocked out over and over and just keep getting up. Uh, I think that you have to always, I think you have to be humble. Uh, some people are not humble at all and total jerks. And I don't know if they'll last, but we were talking about I try that to be humble. Yeah. Yes. I, I try to be humble. I try because, and I don't think it's a, a likability thing. I think it's to understand that, Hey, you're just a person just like everyone else. And at the end of the day, you don't know everything. I think that's really, really, really key to realize that you don't know everything. I still, and I'm looked at as an expert on, you know, like AdSense and all that. And I'm like, I still don't know everything guys. Like I'm, I'm pretty good at it. I'm definitely better than most, but I don't know everything. Um, so I think that's a big thing. Obviously hardworking, you have to be super hardworking uh, if you're not willing to work hard or not necessarily, you know, grind and work hard. But if it's something that you really enjoy and it's like I'm working hard at it, even though all I'm really doing is just working on something I want to work on. Um, and that's good. I, I think that uh, those three, I think analytics, like being analytical is definitely an acquired skill that I think not a lot of people talk about. So 
I am like a huge, huge fan. I, I rarely follow my gut instinct. Some people do that. I never do. I usually follow data, right? People are like, well, I don't know. I don't know what the, um, what the demand is for this particular product. I'm like, well, it's all in those keyword tools, like go into the keyword tool and look, it's right there in front of you. So like all that market says, I base everything off of data as much as I possibly can. Um, so I think that that's, that would be number four. And then number five, I would say the ability to not care what people think. Uh, notice a lot of those aren't even like characteristics for working, but like the ability to not care what people think, I think is really important because, you know, Adrian, there's people in here who are just talking about it. Mm. There's a lot of people who are going to say you're crazy. There's a lot of people who are going to say this is impossible. There's so many naysayers because when you do something like, like entrepreneurship, especially online entrepreneurship, you're going against the grain of everything that exists on earth pretty much, you know, you're doing, sorry, you're <laughs> doing everything that you, that is against what you're told to do. Right. So I think that's really important to understand that if you, if you have the ability to not really care so much what other people think, then you're probably going to be in good shape. Yeah. Don't, don't just, don't take it too hard, you know? Yeah. You yeah. Hear them out, but don't take it too hard. Just to become a, like a Teflon, you know, just, yeah. <laughs> uh, just don't, just don't really don't Let it slide. <laughs> it's so, it's interesting to me because I have, I have friends and everything. And, and I remember when I started, man, like people were just like, Oh, that sounds great. Oh yeah. I don't know. If you, and especially I was creating a website that was like an area that you can't really monetize that well. So people mm. were like, how are you even going to make money at that? You know? And I was like, I don't know, but I'm just going to do it. And it just worked out. So just keep going and stay in your lane and you know, you don't have to throw it in people's face, but at the same time, just do what you got to do. And, Hopefully it'll work out. So. That's it. Hey, you know what? That my you know that my mom is talking behind my back and say, "Hey, you just doing blah 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 blah. You don't making any money. Where's the money?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's all that they see, but yeah, they don't realize they you know see. you're throwing in eighty hours a week. Yeah, um, trying to figure that out. And like I said, the people who succeed here are the ones that keep throwing in eighty hours, or, or you don't have to throw in eighty hours, but yeah. they throw in an hour a day or whatever. At and least, they keep yeah, going and keep going. Day. Consistency, yeah, and, right? Yeah. And I always, I, I will say too, when I was working, doing all my stuff, I always said, uh, the one hour a day is the key. That was, the, I would do an hour a day, Monday through Friday. Cause I would never get it out of my head. I'd always work on it. And then when the weekend came, then I was doing like six, seven hours, like a regular full time. Is that job. where, is that where the one hour professor comes from? One hour, it would be nice. <laughs> yeah. It? No, one hour professor came from a stupid idea. So <laughs> remember how I remember how I thought that I could crush Pat Flynn? Yeah. Um, my idea was I was going to create this website, onehourprofessor.com. I was going to create courses that were all one hour teaching internet marketing concepts. And I was just going to blow it out of the water. And then reality hit me like a ton of bricks. That didn't happen. Uh, but, you know, I just kind of kept the name because I'm like, still a pretty good name. So I don't really know how I'm going to fit that into branding uh, in the future, but <laughs> I, I, now I'll just say, hey, stay with me for an hour and I'll teach you a lot about internet marketing. Around, <laughs> uh, so um, let me ask uh, one question of mine and then I'm going to ask one from the public. Um, and mine is, is regarding to site structure. So, um, of course, you want to have a nicely structured website. Uh, makes sense not only for humans, but first for Google <laughs> so they can rank you. They can understand what the hell you're talking about on that website. Is uh, are you following a structure when you're building this uh, display ads uh, or uh, these websites for ad for AdSense, or you just just throw content in there and and you don't care about the structure, like siloing um, or clustering or? Yeah, I, I do I do a fair bit of siloing. I mean, I I think of it as I, I try to I just think it's natural to group 
certain queries and certain things together. Um, because it makes sense that they would just be, you know, if someone's looking for this one thing, then they're probably going to look for this other thing related to it. Right. Uh, so when I'm creating a website, yeah, I absolutely do that. I, I don't, I mean, you know, I, I, do you technically have to, maybe not, but I just think that that's a logical way of building websites in general. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, people gave it all these fancy words, siloing, clustering, all this stuff. It's just like, to me, it's just like, well, it just from a user experience, it makes sense. Like, this is just what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. And this is related to this. So let's kind of lump those into the same category. Um, typically I will, I will do that and categorize things based on their overarching, um, theme of, right. of what that right. particular yeah. thing is. So yeah, I, I definitely do that. Uh, and you know, link those together and that sort of stuff for internal linking. Right. Are you using, uh, this, this question comes a lot of, uh, especially from newbies as well. Are you using pages or, or articles like blog, blog articles? Yeah. So it's a little bit weird. So on some of my, on some of my websites, um, I'll use, so I, I'm a big fan. I, I've talked about this before. I don't know if you've heard of this, but I do databases. I do informational databases. Mm -hmm. So as an example, we'll go back to the dog blog. Uh, I would say, uh, best dog trainer in Chicago, best dog trainer in this state, this city, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And build a, a database of 50, a hundred, 200 pages, whatever with that information. Um, and I'll do that. Those are usually pages, uh, because you can kind of, finagle the design it doesn't show up in the blog feed and everything yeah, yeah um but anything that i'm writing that's answering questions or you know just general like guides that sort of stuff it'll be in my in my blog post i mean you could just if people look at onehourprofessor.com they can see what i what i differentiate at this point i'm differentiating less it's mostly just like blog posts right like, right right speaking. right cool cool um yeah, the way I'm building my websites now is I'm building pages. I'm building the money pages and the supporting pages on pages and informational type of stuff. I categorize it in blog posts. Yeah, um, I think I think that's fine. I mean, yeah. that's yeah, I like the cornerstone content mm -hmm. is on pages. Um, that's a fine way of doing it because usually that's kind of what I do too. Because usually the pages. The, the pages at times they'll need a lot more design elements. They'll yeah. need a lot more than a regular blog post would need. So I think at that it makes the makes sense to do it in right way. right so. um here's a question from uh simply selling uh, i have a new site that is only a few months old and now i'm trying to improve page speed uh before google starts indexing my article would you recommend something like wp rocket yeah i uh first off i'll say speed website speed is important but 100% right now, your focus should be on content, not so much website speed. I think a lot of people really focus way too much on website speed. Not that it's a bad thing, uh, but I think website speed isn't nearly as important as the content within a website itself. My websites, if you look at them, my blogs, they don't even have the best site speed scores. Um, and I, I would love for them to have the greatest site speed scores, but when you have like Google AdSense, it slows things down and stuff like that. So. Mm -hmm. Um, but to answer that question, yeah, WP rocket works. I use, I'm a big fan of uh, SiteGround hosting and they have a plugin called SG optimizer, which does all that stuff for you and actually does a pretty good job with it. Um, so you can use that. You can also use the, uh, Ezoic site speed accelerator. Um, they actually have some, a, a pretty good tool for site speed. I've actually been really impressed with it. If you look at like site speed, uh, accelerator review or tutorial online, you'll see how. I was able to take a page and bring it from like a 30 or a 40 up to a hundred and page speed score or up to 90 something. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different options out there, but as long as you're not bloating all your content and it's like just general content, I wouldn't focus too much on site speed. I would focus way more 
on the content itself. And then you can worry about site speed later when you need that minutia to help you, you know, right. rank a little bit better. As well, when you have more visitors on your site, so you know, yeah, if you have yeah, ten visitors per yeah, day. You, <laughs> yeah, if, if your cares? website's super fast, yeah, if your website's loading in less than a second every single page, but you have absolutely no one coming <laughs> to the website, who cares? It doesn't exactly. Um, and maybe that's not the case, but if that is the case, that's something to think about too, for sure. Yeah, with the speed, like you said, many people go nuts, but there's a point of uh, uh, how do you call this? Uh, the returning. Um, Diminishing returns. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you yeah, can make yeah. it zero point one, but you, you're not going to rank higher just because of that. Yeah, and there's an opportunity cost too. So yeah. when you focus on speed, you're not focused on content, which isn't really a good thing. <laughs> um, Chris says here, do you uh, do you do informational databases because you have found they pay really good ad rates? They. They do pay pretty good ad rates, uh, generally speaking, because these are small businesses. Whenever you do one of these, it's small businesses and small businesses advertise. So they do usually pay uh, decent uh, ad rates and all that, depending on the niche and everything. So I do that. I like to do it too, because I know that Google likes uh, geographic specific content. So it brings traffic to my websites. And there's also the play there to where you can sell leads. So it's like this three prong thing. Uh, one day, and I've been asked this a million times, one day I will make a little mini course about it. Uh, I don't know when that's going to be. So any, don't hold your breath on that. But uh, I do intend on one day making it and really giving away some of those secrets. But I think it's a it's an interesting thing because it brings you traffic and there's a lot of different um, ways to make money with it as well. And not many people talk about that. And I don't know why. It works. So. <laughs> uh, they Maybe they want to keep a secret. <laughs> yeah, yeah, could be, could be. Um, so I take a f maybe... Two or three more questions here, and um, I'm gonna leave uh, Ron to play with the cat. <laughs> yeah, or get attacked by her. I don't know if seen, she's already attacked me a few times during this, but. Well, actually, Jay uh, Jay says here. Jay Bug says, uh, "Thanks, Ron. You answered my TripAdvisor question perfectly. Uh, what's the name of your cat?" <laughs> it is it is Peyton. So anybody that Peyton. is a uh, football, yeah, anybody that's a football fan. Uh, I'm a big Chicago Bears fan, and Walter Peyton, the running back for the Chicago Bears in '85 and obviously a lot of other years. Uh, I named her after Walter Payton, even though she's a female, because I really like that player. And I was like, well, <laughs> we'll just call her Payton. So that's her name is Payton. And she like, I don't know if you guys saw, but yeah, she was just biting my hand the whole time <laughs> when I was trying to talk to you. So, but you'll notice I didn't even wince because I'm just used to it at this point. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a beautiful cat. My, my, my wife, she's scared of cats. I don't know what, how the hell yeah. can you be scared of cats? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty uh, useless. They don't Lord. do they just, they just exist. So. <laughs> Michelle says here in the chat, um, how do you stop shiny object syndrome, Ron? Oh my God, that's a great don't. one. I just, <laughs> no, no, no. I just talked, I don't even know if I just, I don't even know if I published this yet because I got my content schedule. Uh -huh. So shiny object syndrome is a real problem. It's a legit, and I still struggle with this all the time uh, because the one thing, like the beauty about being an online entrepreneur is that you can work on whatever you want to work on. The, the worst part about being an entrepreneur, one of the worst parts is you can work on whatever you want to work on. So it gets really difficult to retain your focus and, and keep doing it. So one of the things that I found that has worked really, really well is every year or every month or whatever, I'll just make constraints and I'll say, you cannot, and you just have to have discipline. You cannot do anything else. You cannot jump into this. So I usually will just say, okay, let's focus on one or two things. And let's really 100% focus on those one or two things. And let's just do that. And then what I'll do too, because I always, I have no shortage of ideas. Uh, I'll always just keep like a Google spreadsheet. 
And that Google spreadsheet will be on the side of everything. Uh, and if I have a great idea then I'm like, oh my God, I have to do this. It's the best idea ever. It's gonna make billions of dollars. Uh, mm -hmm. It's gonna help all these people. Then I'm like, cool, let me write it in the spreadsheet and then we'll come back to it. That spreadsheet is full of all these unbelievable ideas that I've never come back to. Maybe I will one day, but for now they're just sitting there and they're not gonna go anywhere. Cause my thing is, if it's such a great idea, it's not gonna go anywhere. So like create a spreadsheet, put them in there, log them in your spreadsheet and just don't, don't keep diverting your attention. That's like the number one thing that'll kill any business because it never has any progress because mm. the person keeps shifting, adjusting. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> it's, okay. it's a really big problem. I still have it too. So, uh, Well, you're not the only one because I've asked the other uh, marketers who, who are successful in, in successful SEOs. I asked them if, how they d deal with this and they said, well, I, I, I don't do much because... I, I just have it, you know, sometimes I, oh, this is a great idea. Hmm, let me start mm -hmm. doing this. And they go ahead and, and two days after that, I say, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's I, a I'm real, not supposed to do this. <laughs> yeah, it's a real thing. And that's that's why I'm a big fan of, um. so a lot of people, you know, I'm not like this like rah-rah goal-setting guy, but the one thing I will do is I'll set what I call like production goals. So as an entrepreneur, you can't always control your revenue. You can't always control your traffic. You can't always control these different variables, but what you can control is your own output. So I'm a big fan of saying, okay, you know, how could freeze over whatever I am going to do 10 blog posts this month or whatever that number is, whatever, you know, I am going to accomplish these things this month. And that's what I'm going to accomplish or I'm going to accomplish these things this year. And really just tell yourself, that's what I'm going to measure my productivity on. Right. Because when you do that, you can feel really good because you may say, okay, I'm not getting a ton of traffic yet, but I did get those 10 blog posts written, or I did, you know, get those 20 posts written by someone else and I'm editing them, whatever it may be. So focus on your own productivity goals and that will lead to the real goals of revenue and traffic and all that stuff. All right. Uh, Pete, how's it going, buddy? Evening, but uh, we are almost wrapping this thing up. Um, I'm sorry that uh, you came late. Maybe if you have a question, I'll take uh, that one question quickly. But here, D asks, um, Ron, do you have a plugin uh, that you recommend for directories slash uh, data type sites? Nope. Uh, so I've always done it. The way that I've done it is using, um, I use Thrive Architect. I'm a big I'm a big fan of like Thrive themes. I, I know some people don't like them. Some people do. <laughs> I, I'm on the like camp if I like them. So I've used Thrive Themes and I've used Thrive uh, Architect to basically construct like tables and things to make the page look pretty. Mm -hmm. And I do them that way. I know that there are better options out there like directories and stuff, but the problem is they're not really like all that customizable. Mm -hmm. uh, and I like to put in my own content and really kind of jazz up the page. Like when I say directories, I'm not just saying like, okay, list 10 dog trainers. That's not gonna be enough. So you have to put in content in there. You have to put stuff that makes sense. So I will throw in extra content, other things in there uh, to make the page actually rank. And um, that has worked pretty well for me. So, uh, but no, I don't use like just, you know, uh, uh, out of, you know, out of the box uh, directory listing type thing. Maybe I could, um, but I haven't had much success with it the way, you know, in the way that I've been doing it has worked. So if it's not broke, you know, don't fix it. So, <laughs> Are there any niches you would advise us to stay away from in the, in that type of... Um... In, in display ads to stay away from in this well I'll, in display ads i'm trying to think if there's any i mean the thing is with display ads is that if you have a super general website 
your ads are going to be super general, which means that the, the ad rates are going to be super low. Okay. So like, yeah, if you have, you know, if you have a website that's really focused on using social media to drive traffic to it, and then you make money off of those ads, because there are websites like that, you can understand you've got to go viral multiple times to really make that work because you're not going to make much money off of the ad clicks because everything's so generic. Um, And always, I usually pretty much advise people stay away from online business, the online business area, uh, because (laughs) like I, right when I started, I created a website in there and it was like, well, the one hour professor website. And I was like, wow, this isn't, this isn't working. And like, like Adrian, I know that you said that you've had some success. I had no success. I was just like, yeah, I I know everything about corporate marketing, which is a different world. (laughs) So I was like, Oh, I'm going to do this. So I would advise you stay away from that. I'd advise you stay away from, um, like finance is a very lucrative space. But finance is also a very, very difficult uh, space. And also building links in finance is like impossible. So unless you have a big budget. So I would advise against that. And then I would advise against, um, I don't do anything medical. Anything related to anything medical, I never do for the sole reason of I don't want the liability. Uh, if my blog post says one thing, someone does that thing and they kill themselves, I could get sued. My business could go under. I don't, that, to me, that's just too much. Um, but if you're a doctor, if you have the credentials, you could do that. So. For me, those are the ones that I avoid, not because of the display ads, but just because the overall business model, if you will. Right, right, right. Okay, folks. Okay, bosses. Um, Ron, I really appreciate your time, buddy. It was awesome. Uh, after talking to you and after having you on the show, I love you even more. <laughs> appreciate that yeah thank you so much for having me it was uh it was good and i i like that you guys had the questions there and everything so you know really appreciate you having me here oh you never know if if uh the public uh you know is gonna ask for ron again hopefully we can have you uh, back at some point maybe in a few weeks months time and uh, yeah yeah if, if they're hungry for more i got uh i got too much stuff to talk about because uh, i work from home i never talk to anybody i'm sure so. they have i mean i i remember before we went live i said ron uh, we, I would like to do this, to do that. I would like uh, you to have a look at the website I'm building. Like we've been an hour and a half, and we, I mean, didn't even get to it. Uh, I have so many questions still on, on my list here. But if that, if that is okay with you, maybe I come, uh, come back and uh, you know, uh, I, uh, when you're free, uh, maybe in a, you know, a couple of months or so, um, you can join us again. That would be yeah. a huge. Yeah, honor. we'll see. We'll see how it's received by everyone, and if everyone. If if you guys don't hate me, uh, I'd want to come back. And, <laughs> how can, and how can they can hate you? <laughs> yeah, you never know. You impossible. Never know. Yeah, impossible. I'd, be, I'd be willing to talk shop again and and uh, go over. The, yeah, I wanted to actually talk about your website a little bit too. So um, I think that's an interesting an interesting thing. So, but we can save that for the next one for sure. So, is there anything that you would like us to you know you would like to tell us, Ron? Like from from a from a boss perspective already, a guy who who is out from the rat race. Anything that, to encourage us to, you know, keep keep going and uh, any advice before we go? Yeah, um, just just know that like literally every single person that's where you want to be started where you are. So, you know, you've got all these, there's probably people, I, I wanted to do everything on the side. You know, there's some people who just leave their full-time job and I'm like, you're crazy. Like they have mm-hmm. nothing and then they leave. I'm like, you're nuts. I would never do that. So like, just understand, you know, in the beginning, it's a grind um, and you're going to have a hard time in the beginning. Uh, it's, it's pretty thankless that first year. It's really hard. Um, and it, it, it's like, you don't see that the, the light at the end of the tunnel um, in the beginning. But I assure you uh, that if you keep working at it and you keep pushing and you don't just, you know, say, okay, okay, I get it. I quit and I'm not good enough for this. If you don't do that, 
you will, as long as you keep pushing towards it and working hard, you will end up finding success. Um, and it would be awesome for anybody that does if they reach out to me uh, to let me know about it. Because I really, I genuinely like uh, people that are in those early stages. I remember when I was there, I remember how thirsty I was, how, you know, like I was just always, always looking Hungry. for it. Yeah. Yeah. All the time, you know, like you're just constantly, and, and if you're that person and you're infatuated with this, you're like, I have to do it. I have to get freedom. I have to get stick with that. And just don't give up is the biggest thing. Because like I said, the people who persist are always the people that they'll do something. Maybe it doesn't work. They'll do another thing. doesn't work. And then eventually, cause I did it too. You'll find something that works. And then obviously if anyone wants to reach out to me, you can just go to, um, you can go to one hour professor on YouTube or just the, my website, uh, onehourprofessor.com. Like I said, I got income reports there and there's a mini course and there's a, a whole bunch of good little goodies there for you guys to check out. So. That's awesome. Thanks, uh, Ron. Uh, definitely go, guys, and check out. There's links in the description, but otherwise you just go and uh, um, search for Ron Stefanski. He's all over the place. <laughs> yep, yep, um, yep. It's easy to find him. Uh, thanks, everybody, as well, for your questions, for being uh, here with us live. Um, and... Um, there's a few votes already to have Ron again. Uh, we, I'll definitely uh, chat with Ron offline. We'll talk after the call. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I'll see you in the um, next, li next uh, live stream or next video, whatever is going to be. And remember, guys, stay focused because we're going to get on. Uh, we're going to get rid of that boss. Okay. See you uh, when I see you. <laughs>